grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a certain kind of rest that you can only find from God and His Word. And as one of your pastors here at Grace, I've had ample opportunity to see how this, how this rest is given in so many different ways. Like when a homebound member opens up their house for a visit. And it's wonderful chit-chatting and catching up and seeing how things are going. But there's a certain rest that comes with the sharing of a devotion and the sacrament in the privacy of their home. Or when you visit a hospital room. And normally the atmosphere is not one of the greatest. You're, you're there for a reason after all. And yet, when we hear the timely reminder how our God is with us, even when our body is literally falling apart and not working how it should, there's a degree of rest that comes because of what God says in his word. Each of you has felt this rest yourself when you hear the words of a pastor of another Christian tell you that you are forgiven by God himself, whether it's a public setting like church or something much more private with just you and one other person. Our communicant members certainly receive this rest when they come to the table and receive Christ's body and blood together with and under the bread and wine. And with that eating and drinking, there is rest in their soul. The rest that God gives, it's a rest unlike any other. And as we continue to define what it means to be a Christian, we learn that a Christian is one who finds their rest in Jesus as we're told in our verses this morning from Matthew chapter 11. That rest is especially needed when we are feeling weary and burdened. For we rest in Jesus who gives us God's unique and lasting rest. And when we're wearing the wrong yoke so that living as a child of God is a chore upon us, we again we rest in Jesus who puts his yoke upon us of life, forgiveness, and salvation so that we may freely serve him once again. There are a number of ways that we can feel weary and burdened, things that cause it. Just look to the life around you, the, the stresses, the frustrations, and the struggles of life, of living in a sinful world among sinful fellow people. We don't always make the best choices. We don't always get along with the people who are around us. And that can be really tiresome at times. Or maybe there's the little voice that's within you that says that is never quite enough. The constant burden of keeping up with the Joneses so you don't fall victim of silent shaming or your own conscience that leaves you weary because it says you've never done enough, even if you know what the Bible says, how he has done it all, that is Jesus. Or, or perhaps you commiserate it with the Apostle Paul when he said in our second reading, the desire to do good is present with me, but I am not able to carry it out. So I fail to do the good I want to do. Instead, the evil I do not want to do, that is what I keep doing. There's a constant fight within each Christian. Between their old sinful self and their new self in Christ, a constant battle that just simply wears us out like a burden on our shoulders. When you're, fearing, when you're feeling weary and burdened, where do you look for rest? 
Is there a particular cozy spot at home that you like to curl up in? Or, or maybe there's a vacation that you're hoping for that just gives you the oomph to keep on going. Or maybe a fun hobby that you can just get into, you can disconnect from the world and have fun with it. If so, that's, that's good. Those are good ways of getting rest, but they don't provide lasting rest. Eventually you go back to where you were before and how you felt before, which was weary and burdened. So where else can you turn for rest? Might you turn, as some sadly do, to sinful vices that provide that quick fix and feel so good, but there are clear trade-offs in the end that do not make it worth the while? Things like the bottom of a bottle or the intimacy of someone who is not our spouse or some other coping mechanism that is dysfunctional at best? Do we look to our God to our Savior for rest? Or see the back of our mind is he entirely absent because in our heart of hearts, we honestly don't know if he can or if he will help us in our own set of weariness and burdens. It's when we're feeling the most weary and laden with burdens of all kinds that we best look to God for the rest that he gives us is the best rest of all. We hear Jesus invite us to do this very thing when he said to us in our verses, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And the rest that Jesus gives, it is a rest that is unlike any other. It is entirely unique. Unlike those sinful vices that provide the quick relief, but with a big trade-off on the end, God's rest doesn't have any downside to it entirely for our benefit. The rest that our Lord himself is watching over us, protecting us from dangers we never knew existed. The Lord's providing hand to give us what we need for our daily needs, even if we don't even know how those needs will be met or how the ends will meet each other. His complete forgiveness that washes us clean of every sin so we're precious and holy in his sight and remain so. You can't find these things from any other source here in this world. That's only from our Lord above. And those are some very restful things to devote on and to consider that are ours because of who he is. But this rest that God gives is more than just unique, you see. It is also one that is lasting. It's good to enjoy the vacation and the kill you spot at home and the fun hobby. But there's an even better rest that will last you far longer. It's the rest that comes with God's own presence as he is with us. In our first lesson, we heard how God would make his presence visible as Moses and Israelites, as they went from Mount Sinai to the promised land of Israel. And undoubtedly, that visible presence would be a great source of rest for them. 40 years traveling in the wilderness, going through all kinds of troubles and tribulations along the way, and yet God was with them, giving them rest in their journeys and the rest that would be theirs when they finally got to Israel. We don't have God's visible presence hanging around us, but he is with us in the exact same way. For where we go, he goes. And where he goes, is the rest that he gives. 
one that is unique, one that is lasting, and one that is yours. That's why we turn to Jesus and rest in him when we're feeling weary and burdened. Because when life's stresses and struggles and frustrations are tearing us down, Jesus gives us rest of body to take care of us, to provide for us, to preserve for us, and to ensure that all things work for our eternal good. When that nagging conscience is telling us that we haven't done enough, he gives us rest of our souls so that he's done it all. And we have nothing left to do. When we commiserate with the Apostle Paul, we have the eternal rest that Jesus gives to us of what to look forward to when we get to heaven. And this battle will be no more because sin will be no more and we can finally live as the children of God that we want to be. You see, it's, it's in Jesus that we find our rest as Christians. The rest when we are weary and burdened, but also the rest that we need when we're wearing the wrong yoke and so difficult to live as a child of God. Before we discuss what Jesus means with his yoke illustration, let's first break down what exactly a yoke is to understand what the whole thing's about. A, a yoke is essentially a harness that you wear as it helps distribute a heavy load over multiple muscle groups so it becomes much easier to wear. Typically, we think of animals wearing yokes, whether they're on the farm and pulling equipment around or blazing wagons across the wild west to reach the new frontiers. But the yoke that Jesus has in mind here is not an animal yoke, a double yoke, that is, but rather something called a shoulder yoke, something that people would use. Essentially, it's this. It's a long pole that you would wear over your shoulders with a notch cut out for your neck. And on either end, you would lay out or you would hang your load, whether it's a basket or your catch or whatever you're carrying. And it's very, very helpful because instead of having to manhandle it with your burly arms, or hopefully they're strong enough, your whole body can wear it, and the burden becomes much, much easier. We don't use shoulder yokes anymore, but we do have the same premise with our hiking backpacks, with the straps around your arms, around your hips, and around your chest, as it distributes the load across multiple areas becomes much easier to carry. So what is Jesus talking about when he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke of Jesus is what we learn from him. His promises and blessings as recorded in this word. We've heard some of these promises and blessings already with the unique and lasting peace he gives to us when we are feeling weary and burdened. But there's even more to our Savior than just this. There's his grace, his love, his mercy that has prompted him to live, die, and arise for us and that continues to have him shower us with all his blessings. And there's even more stuff we could talk about of what our Savior has done. Because when we look at who Jesus is and what he has done and what is ours because of him, we see this yoke that we have from him is indeed an easy one. For he's done it all in love for us. And we simply get to live as children of God because nothing is required for us to get right with God anymore. Wearing this yoke that comes from Jesus we then get to the burden that is becoming much lighter to carry. The burden, I'm using air quotes here, 
is the, the life of a Christian as we live for God as a child of God. This burden is a light one to carry because with our overwhelmed hearts and gladsome hearts, we cannot help but live for the one who has blessed us so and give us so many wonderful uh, things. With eager ears, we listen for opportunities of how we may serve our Lord with our thoughts, words, and actions as a thank you to him. And with his ready word, we know how to live as a child of God so we may do and carry this load correctly. Yep, as you consider what it means for you to live a Christian life, to live as a child of God, would you call that burden a light one? Or is it a little bit heavy? Something that is challenging, that wears you down. Might one reason why it is a difficult burden to carry be because we're wearing the wrong yoke in the first place? Maybe it's the yoke of deaf ears to the one who makes the burden light in the first place. Sure, we've heard of Jesus and all the cool and wonderful things he has done. We once used to love to hear about it and eagerly come to where we can hear more, but it's become rather blasé since then. Nothing so special. It's kind of what you do. If that's our attitude towards Jesus, is it a surprise if living as his child is now harder than what it used to be? Or, or maybe we're wearing the yoke of wrong motives. Ask yourself this. Why do you live as a child of God? Is it because of an obligation so you don't get guilt-tripped? Or to boost your own self-image of yourself? Well, if so... No wonder it's a little bit difficult, because it's what you have to do. It's not what you want to do or what you get to do. It's something placed upon you, whether you like it or not. How do we make this burden light? How do we go back to happily and freely living as children of God? You wear the right yoke, the yoke of Jesus. And we do so as we learn from him his promises and his blessings recorded for us in this word as he restores us to be who we were. He puts that yoke back on us and reminds us of all the blessings we have in him. And as he does so, we also find rest. Rest in our souls once again because of our Savior Jesus who is gentle and humble in heart. You see, because he is gentle, he's not going to punish us first because we have turned away from him or make us suffer our just deserts because we have wronged him. No, when we come to him in forgiveness, in repentance, he will open his arms and welcome us right away. Because he is humble, he puts us first in what we need, and he will surely give it. That forgiveness to remind us that we are right with him. The teachings of what he has done for us. And that yoke, once again, of how he has done it all and we get to live for him. As Jesus gently and humbly places his yoke back upon us, it is then we find that rest in our souls once again. Because it means that we're forgiven of all of our sins. We're loved by God himself. And we also have the opportunity to say thank you to him and all that we do, opportunities to do so. With this yoke in place, 
we then see how our burden of living as Christians becomes that much lighter than it was before. And probably because of why we get to do so. Because we're freed to serve the Lord. Jesus has made us eternally right with God and left nothing undone for us to finish. He's given us that status of not guilty and heaven is now our happily ever after. And we have opportunity to show that thanks in so many wonderful ways. But this burden is also light for another reason. That's because we know how to live as a child of God. Just read the Ten Commandments and the what does this mean and you're going to be busy for life. If you want to fill in the cracks, well, just follow the basic summary of God's law. Love God and your neighbor. Study up on your Bible to see what other specifics he has given to you in his word of how you can live for him as a child of God according to God's will. And as you wear that yoke tight upon your shoulders with the burden that is much lighter than it was before, you can do so with rest. Rest in your soul. Because when you fail at that, and we surely will because we are sinners, there Jesus is, gentle and humble, to receive us anew and to restore us to who we were before. There's a certain kind of rest that comes from God alone. A rest that we as Christians find when we are looking for rest because we can't find it anywhere else. When we are weary and burdened, we look to Jesus and rest in him because he gives God's unique and lasting rest for us personally, whether it's the rest of our body, the rest of our soul, or the rest of eternity to come. When we're wearing the wrong yoke and it is a chore to simply live as a child of God, we again rest in Jesus, who gently and humbly places his yoke of forgiveness and life salvation upon us so we may happily and joyfully serve our Lord as we see in the ways around us. So when you're looking for rest, enjoy your vacation, the cozy spot at home, and your fun hobbies, but know where to find your ultimate rest. In your Savior Jesus, who will surely give it to you and to every Christian who comes to him as he says in his word. Amen.